Welcome to the Generation Iron Podcast, featuring the biggest names in bodybuilding, fitness, combat, and strength sports world. If you want to be a bodybuilding champion, it takes hours and hours every day of being dedicated and being passionate about it. As your boy here, Kai Green, aka Mr. Getting It Done. Yeah, Tune in to the GI exclusives on the Generation Iron Airwaves. What's up, guys? This is Vlad, and we are back on Generation Iron Podcast. Today's guest is a professional bodybuilder. Now, I met him on the set of Generation Iron 4, which is Generation Iron Eddie for Life. And it was very interesting because we were doing an interview, and, you know, he's a natural bodybuilder. He's been competing in a PMBA organization <clears throat> for quite some time now. But what's really interesting about him is that he's a full-time FBI agent. And he's been, you know, combining his competitive career as a bodybuilder with also his professional career as an FBI agent. And for many years, he was working undercover, uh, you know, working on, like, really difficult cases. And that right away was very intriguing to me because it was very interesting how he does both. So we did a great interview, and today he returns to talk more about that, of course, and his take on natural bodybuilding, and especially how people really perceive natural bodybuilding, and his take on, you know, the steroid users, I guess, being from law enforcement. So I'm very happy to talk today uh, to a group friend of ours, Colin Congo. Hi, Colin. What's going on, man? How you doing? It's good to see you. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How about you? Good. Doing great, man. Last time I saw you were in Vegas, you were getting ready for the Natural Olympia competition. I was, yeah. That was uh, the end of 2019, and um, yeah. you know, it's been it's been a been a different world between uh, then and now, for sure. Yeah, it's been crazy. How was 2020 for you, man? I know you probably went through a lot of, a lot of yeah, crazy man. Stuff. It it was good. Uh, you know, a lot of things looked the same um, for me in terms of you know like work life and stuff because I like we never stopped working as a you know as an essential employee, but um, but then my training was like totally different because. No more going to commercial gyms. So, you know, I was training at, you know, work facility. And then, um, you know, no, I didn't compete last year. So I was away, away from the stage, which, you know, I've been competing since 2009. And mm-hmm. the only two years I took off were 2010 and 2020. So, mm-hmm. um, so it was kind of a different year for me. Yeah, man. And now you're getting ready for the Mr. America, right? Yeah, I am. I am. Well, talk about Mr. America. Because, I mean, that, that competition was obviously, you know, it's. I think it's the oldest running competition. Then they took a big break. And yeah. Now it's a kind of like a resurrection. Yeah, man. So I mean, I, I, I this show came on my radar probably back in 2019 uh, or so when I first started kind of starting to hear a little bit of the a little bit of the chatter about it. And um, and it was sort of kind of in its infancy. And then 2020 rolled in, and you know it was a while before I realized I wasn't going to compete, but. Um, getting to see the, you know, what they're doing for, uh, you know, in, prepar- in preparations for that show in terms of promotion and getting it on, you know, on these major networks and getting the exposure and um, and really bringing together natural athletes from all the different organizations. I mean, it just, it's really, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Well, the, the key word here, one of the key words here is, is it's, it's also a natural show. It is, yeah. yeah you obviously a natural athlete, you know, you're very proud of yep. that, right? Yeah. Um, now, a lot of people, you know, it's, it's interesting when we did this film, you know, the, the Natty for Life film, and, you know, we co- we, we covered, a, you know, the natural side of, of bodybuilding, of course, as well now, um, but, you know, it's always doubt, you know, from from bodybuilding fans, you know, it's always yeah. like, they, those guys are lying, they're not, they're not really natty, you know, I'm sure you hear that yeah. a lot. Oh, all the time, uh, no doubt, it's, it's funny, because my, uh, 
you know, my, my coach said something to me just a couple of days ago. I sent him some, some check-in pictures on, I think, Tuesday. And he said, you know, you're starting to get to that point uh, in this photo where you, you start to look unnatural. And I'm like, dude, that is like, to me, that's sort of a, that's a compliment to me that, because I know that I'm a natural athlete and for somebody to be able to mistake my physique for an enhanced physique says a lot. But, um, so it doesn't, I'm not one of those people that's offended, uh, when somebody says, uh, you're not natural because I, I mean, I am, and I know that. So, uh, so that's, you know, that's just kind of what it is. Mm -hmm. So, um, I want to ask you a couple of things about that actually, because so, so one of the common things people say, you know, that kind of want to dispute the fact that, you know, guys like you are natural is that, um, they're like, well, what is the test? You know, like, well, what's yeah. it's easy to beat the test? Like, what can you explain to somebody when you go into these high level natural competitions, yeah. what kind of testing do you go through and how does that work exactly? Yeah. So they use, uh, I compete, the organization that I belong to is the PNBA. So mm-hmm. professional natural bodybuilders association, mm-hmm. um, IMBA, PNBA, they are, uh, they hold us to WADA standards. So that's the world anti-doping agency standards for, um, for substance, uh, you, 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 utilization, mm-hmm. uh, and they're looking for the exact same things that the that the athletes that just went through 2020 Tokyo mm-hmm. with the the things that they were looking for in them are the mm-hmm. things they're looking for in us. Um, you know, now to you know kind of lead to you know kind of what I think you're getting at is you know the fact that yeah, I mean the, this test can probably be beaten um, mm-hmm. if I had to guess, right? And I know um, that there's folks out there that are probably going to be on stage with me that are not 100% natural mm-hmm. and uh, and you know it's really there's nothing we can do about that um, but you know we as athletes I think try to hold each other accountable that's mm-hmm. not to say that somebody's like hey if I take this um, maybe I can beat out the next guy well for me I mean I'm like I'm like dude come on man I mean if it's if it means that much to you to you know then then go ahead man but uh, mm-hmm. you know that's that's mm-hmm. sort of where I'm at with it but essentially, it's a, it's a urine test, right? It's taken before yeah, it the competition. Is. Right? It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, um, now I heard people. I don't know if it's true or not. I heard people saying that let's say you can be taking steroids, and then stop, you know, weeks before the competition, and still pass the test. Do you, is that yeah. true? Is that accurate or is it not accurate? Yeah. So that that's something I, I don't know. You know, really deep into the science about that, mm-hmm. but I do recognize that that certain substances substances have like half lives and and lifespans to which they're detectable in in the in the bloodstream, which probably even less in in urine. So I'm I'm not naive to the fact that you know that that certainly could be happening. Mm-hmm. Have you ever um, you you compete in physique, correct? I do. Yeah, men's physique. Men's physique. Now, um, and you know, obviously, there's a, there's a common I guess there's a common misconception just because you know you're not a men's open. You know, people not in men's open, they don't, you know, they, they fully clean, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, yeah. for example, even even in your um, weight category, you know, I'm sure people are still using steroids, for example, right, when they're competing. Yeah. Now, um, have you ever suspected somebody, you know, your fellow competitor might, might, might have been using something? Have you ever yeah, have you noticed I, that? I, I can think of, a, of, a, of a, an instance where I'm just like, man, that dude's skin is so thin. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm like... I mean, I know there's lean, but man, that guy looks really a lot like the dudes that I see on the IFBB stage, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I I felt like that before. Yeah, I have. 
And when you felt like that, did you, did, I mean, did you just kept it to yourself or did you address it to somebody? Or No, them? I did. I kept it to myself. Um, you know, the guy ended up uh, winning the, the competition on that particular occasion. And it wasn't something that I was wanting to make a big thing about. And, you know, and now that I'm looking, I'm looking at some of the, the competitors that I'm that I'm up against here getting ready for the uh, for Mr. America. I'm like, man, some of these dudes are beasts. You know, mm -hmm. it's like I, I mean, I know there's dudes out there that are 100 percent natural that are just just absolutely gifted physiques and um you know they are gonna look enhanced you know and they're, and they're gonna look like that so you know I, I i'm not i'm not the gatekeeper for uh for who's you know who's natural and who's not uh i can i know i can get up there put my best physique on the stage and and i'm i'm counting on the you know the organization to you know to hold those guys to the same standard that they're holding that i hold myself to sure is there do you think there's any way to to make the test the testing whether it's maybe maybe another urine test maybe i know and, and i know those those tests are very expensive actually yeah so it, it gets very expensive and you know natural bodybuilding doesn't generate as much as as you know other other bodybuilding but but yeah. do you think there's anything that federations can do to maybe make it more uh, strict and also at the same t at the same time prove to everybody who's competing that that it's 100 percent accurate yeah, so I mean, a hundred percent. No, I mean, we can't do. We can't really get a hundred percent in anything. But I think that, um, you know, I think organization. And I recognize that these organizations are in business. They're organizations to make money, right? They're for profit, right? Mm -hmm. They're they're making money off these sure. things. And the tests are very expensive. I totally get it. And that's why our entry fees are very are very high. Uh, often in comparison to our, you know, to the, you know, to the other organizations that. Um, that are not natural. So, uh, and, and I get that. And, and so maybe a, an additional layer that they could do as opposed to say, just testing a couple of us or, you know, here and there, uh, maybe start, you know, just calling random athletes out in the off season, like, Hey, need you to need you to, uh, you know, uh, have a, have a urine test, uh, you know, you're in town or whatever, uh, take this test or, or backstage. Um, you, 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 I mean, just increase the numbers first off, and make it visible and make it transparent to everybody that hey you know we're we're just we're just grabbing random people you know mm -hmm. and um and that's just that's what it's going to be so I, I think that that would be a bigger deterrent mm -hmm. now obviously you know bodybuilding is always kind of like becomes the poster child for for um, steroid use right but obviously yeah. um it's always you know olympic games other sports yeah. any professional sports these yeah. things always come up once in a while, and I think there was um I think it was Nick Diaz or something. I think it was a press mm -hmm. conference. He was like everybody's on steroids. I don't know if he meant himself too, or like you know I guess he made a general statement. But um yeah, I, I don't know what a statement like this when he said everybody's on steroids. Like what, what what when you hear stuff like that, what what do you think about? Yeah, I think about folks that are you know competing at the highest level that are like you know. I'm aware of other people that are doing it that are supposed to, that are not supposed to be, and so in order for me to level the playing field, I'm going to do what they're doing. And mm -hmm. you know, some people, for some people, they realize that or they they make the calculated, I guess, decision that hey, the it's the juice is worth the squeeze. It's worth the risk. Like I mean, if we're talking about a difference between you know fifty million dollar contract and a three hundred million dollar contract, like right. well. I'll give it a whirl, you know, maybe I got to set out six, six games. Maybe I'll never make it to the hall of fame, but my, my children's children's children are eating off of, uh, off of this, you know? Right, so right. that's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a different, that's a different, a whole different conversation, I think in, in a sense, 
Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on that. But you know what's crazy? Look at Armstrong, right? The, the cyclist Armstrong. They yeah. made such an example yeah. out of him. Yeah. To where he went from like the hero to to being just the worst thing ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they completely, yeah. like, they, they took everything away from him when it comes yeah. to like, you know, his fame You're and right. glory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's crazy. One of my, uh, so my, one of my coworkers is a big cyclist and he was, um, it was funny because he, he was telling me about how they took a look at some of the, um, the outputs that these cyclists that were, that were put, were putting out around the time when, uh, Lance Armstrong got, you know, got nailed for the, you know, and, and was kind of became the poster child of all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And he said, just across the board, you look at the output of those cyclists, cyclists, like the wattage that they put out, like the, the power generated with their legs. I mean, they were all very similar. And mm -hmm. uh, and he's like, now, if you look at those same cycle, now that there's, you know, such a, there's a much more of a, a, a focus on cyclists and performance enhancing. And you look at the numbers now, they're like way down. You know, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. folks are still in, like insanely, you know, talented, incredible or whatever. But mm -hmm. the, like the wattages are down. So that, you know, that speaks to the point that like, you know, there was a lot more uh, PED uses than uh, than Lance Armstrong. So interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Now, you now for those who don't know, you know, you work in the law enforcement. You know, that's your career FBI, yeah. right, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, I think I, we spoke about that briefly last time we did an interview. But like I was asking you, you know. Because, you know, the, there's still a legal distribution of... I mean, steroids are still banned and illegal in, in yeah. America, right? Some yeah. countries it's legal, but in America it's illegal, right? Now, um, you know, I think one of the questions I asked you last time, like, do, do you think FBI is actively pursuing some of the distribution centers? And there was a few, actually, cases uh, over the course of the last five years. Like, there was some big busts in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. You know, labs were distributing, you know, steroids for recreational use, essentially. Um, yeah. Is that... Do you see that as an issue? You being in law enforcement, do you see it as an issue? Like, a, 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 is the government like cracking down on those type of things? Yeah, I mean, they definitely. Um, you know, as far as the as far as the FBI like opening, you know, a case on a you know Johnny at uh, Gold's Gym selling steroids. I mean, that's that's just not really a thing, right? Mm -hmm. But when it when it escalates to the levels that you're talking about, and you're talking about huge levels of distribution, that uh, you know, a lot of money involved, and then there's kind of off, you know, kind of you know, crimes that kind of um, stem from that, mm -hmm. like money laundering and that type of thing. I think that's where you start seeing the, you know, the three-letter agencies getting involved, um, involved with it because it's uh, because then it's a kind of a bigger problem. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so that's kind of more where it's at. Yeah. But it's crazy. Because I was talking to one of the attorneys actually who works in the in the fitness industry, but he, mm -hmm. you know, and he clarified because I, I didn't really know, you know, but it is steroids are 100% illegal. Yeah. And even if the guy from the gym, like you mentioned, gets does get caught, like he's unlucky and he just gets caught, he can mm -hmm. be prosecuted essentially under yeah, the law, right? For sure. Oh, for sure. Because yeah, I feel like we live uh, in a society right now, like if, even when we say like you know, like enhanced leagues, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not. They can't be called enhanced. They just. They're just not tested. That means. Right. You know. But, <laughs> exactly. So it's interesting. So it's still very, very yeah. illegal, essentially. To, yeah, to absolutely it. is. It's an, and it's uh, you know, it's you know, it's just you know, it's kind of. A blind eye turned to it in a sense, you right. know. Um, I think you know the general public, like their perception, like you, like you said at the beginning of the interview, is just like you know bodybuilding is kind of what is associated most closely with uh, you know with steroids, really. Um, right. You know, we don't really think of bodybuilding folks to be using performance enhancing drugs. It's straight up steroids. I mean, like large dosages that like mm -hmm. make people look um, far different than anybody else, right? You know, mm -hmm. dude, we're not talking about something that you know 
takes a rod from shoot from you know hitting 50 home runs to hitting 75 home runs that you know he looks the same the dude looks a little right. tall and lanky right just i mean he's in shape but uh, we're talking about you know so you're right that's uh that's kind of the reality of the situation is that you know bodybuilding is close but again they're just there's kind of an eye a blind eye turn to it for whatever reason and i think it's because um you know it's those levels of physiques that at least historically have drawn the most attention from uh you know from main from the mainstream folks and uh you know the i think the, the hope is that you know we can start to get more popularity surrounding natural bodybuilding and show that man like you can there's some folks out here with some sick physiques that mm-hmm. you know that are not enhanced and you can do it you can do it like that i mean you have a choice and you can do it like that if you want to you know one thing um that i hear like bodybuilders and also the fans of bodybuilding they you know when they hear like think about accusation of steroids they say well steroids it doesn't matter they still put in very hard work even the ones that do take steroids so like yeah you know they're working hard you know leave them alone steroids don't make you they just add to you to it basically um what do you think about those statements and do you feel like in your opinion is steroids really make you as a bodybuilder or do you how do you look at it yeah no i I think i mean the primary driver and and how someone's ultimately going to look is going to be their genetics right so uh there's a lot of a lot of these physiques that especially that we see say like like the top level ifbb guys i mean those dudes most of them uh, you know a very high percentage of those folks could have turn pro and maybe even one pro shows as naturals right mm-hmm. just because they're freakish physiques to begin with genetically um and then like kind of back to you know that previous point that you know now they're on a different playing field and uh in order to level up they have to they have to continue to grow and once they've reached their genetic potential they you know they use enhancements and and that's how they you know i think they grow to grow to these you know these next levels but yeah I, i definitely think that there are you know there are dudes that are out there that you know just have freakishly enough physiques to to be on the pro the ifbb pro level um with uh you know naturally so um there's been a lot of reports and you know in the bodybuilding a lot of deaths are happening um now they all yeah. happening from what i understand it's all different reasons just the reporting actually occurring so mm-hmm. it seems like it's a lot of deaths but um do you think is any any of that isn't anything to do with the use of either diuretics steroids or they have long-term effect that we might have been know about yet yeah man i i i think we'd be naive to think that there's not that there there's no relationship i mean mm-hmm. we're talking about folks that uh especially the the, the younger folks right that are mm-hmm. that we're like man like i, I mean heart issues in their 20s like yeah i mean there are people that die in their 20s with heart issues but mm-hmm. uh but at the at the number that we see them in the bodybuilding world i mean in our sport it's like i mean it is appalling and it is it's scary man and it's like you know and i, I think I, you know like you're saying with the diuretics i read a quote the other day and it was um i don't even remember exactly who said it was it maybe ronnie was talking about uh, yeah, stay right. away from the di- yeah, yeah he did yep yeah yeah um and in fact i think i saw it on generation iron mm-hmm, <laughs> um that mm-hmm. you know uh ronnie's just like stay away from the diuretics they will kill you mm-hmm. um and so you know you hear about some of those guys backstage like even like pre pre contest you know just days out that are mm-hmm. just doing these really crazy things in order to get their, themselves to this peak condition and then and it's like you know it's got guys going to the hospital routinely you know in the last mm-hmm. couple of days pre-contest you know the week of the show you're like oh he had to drop out because of mm-hmm. this or whatever like man right. you know you don't really you don't see that with the natural guys i'll be honest with you <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. 
uh, there's definitely a correlation. Interesting. It's interesting that Ronnie Coleman said that. Um, yeah. Because obviously he he competed on the highest level for so many years, and yeah, and you know, I'm not saying what he did or what he didn't do, but I'm saying it's interesting that he spoke out against it. Yeah. Because um, diuretics is a big part of enhanced bodybuilding. Obviously, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's being used. You know, but it's I interviewed a lot of people, and they say that they can that can it can definitely kill you, um, and it's very yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's it is, and uh, you know, Ronnie's. You know, I've seen his documentaries, Netflix documentary. He talks about, it and like you said, it's interesting that he's because of you know we know likely his involvement with that uh, over the course of his career, mm -hmm. and um, you know that you know he's maybe folks that are in the sport now that are you know are, are saying well it's easy for you to say now because you've made your money off the sport like mm -hmm. you're in that next phase or whatever, and like right. you know this is what I have to put food on the table like for my family like I, I you did it like now I got to do it right so I don't mm -hmm. need you speaking out on it I can see where people's perspective may be that mm -hmm. um, but um, but yeah that's yeah I get it mm -hmm. what's um, what are some of the challenges that you face as a bodybuilder on a daily basis leading up to a competition like Mr. America for example or uh, what are some challenges that you face you know daily yeah so uh, you know given that I have uh, a real you know a, a like a pretty demanding uh, career outside of bodybuilding, um, you know, my my schedule is is a kind of a hurdle for me. Um, I don't, I'm not married. I don't have kids, so you know, I don't, I don't have those things. And I know that even if you know you, you had a lesser demanding career and you had those things, it could be more demanding than what I you know than my you know situation. But mm -hmm. uh, but I travel a lot. Um, like just just this next week, I'll be four weeks out, um, four weeks and two days right now. So I'll be inside of four weeks out and on a road trip, you know, and I'll have to find ways to train uh, throughout my day. I'll have to find ways to um, get, get my meals in uh, while I'm gone. And, uh, you know, I am a little bit more of a non-traditional dieter in a sense. So it's a little bit easier for me. That's not the, not maybe as structured as you've seen in some, you know, older school bodybuilders, but, uh, but it's still, important to me to get my proper nutrition and it's calculated and it's very uh and so those things are, are definitely hurdles for me mm -hmm. how do you manage to like because you used to do undercover work as well right you remember i remember yeah. you told me yeah so i worked i did covert stuff you know mm -hmm. where um you know not like actual undercover like as working as an undercover employee but mm -hmm. um but working super in a covert capacity i don't anymore uh but i but i did for for a long time yeah like, I'm sure that was how do you how do you go to the gym and like <laughs> doing that you know yeah what I mean? like, yeah no it's uh especially um you know where I was previously I was in I was in Vegas so that's a that's a tough place and it's a it's a big small town right mm -hmm. it's like one of those things where you know it's just you, know, you, you never know and I and I've run in I'd run into case subjects and stuff in the gym sometime and just like that's crazy I'm just like well gotta go <laughs> you know what I mean that's like, wow. uh, yeah, the reality of it is they don't know my face, but I like know everything about them, and I'm just like, yeah, I just don't want to be here right now, so I just go wow. my way. Yeah, that's insane, man. Yeah. Wow. So, um, what kind of diet do you follow? Because obviously, you know, you got to be very, you know, very conditioned, especially in your yeah. um, in your league. But like, as far as uh, do you do you follow a keto, low carb? How, do you do carb cycling? What do you do? No, so it's it's very um, so it's just. Really, my, my food ch uh, choices, like my food sources, are unlimited. I eat basically whatever I want. It's just the quantity of everything is very 
closely regulated. So I have, um, you know, my coach has a has an interface and he sets it up for me. And basically it has the specific amount of um, proteins, carbs and fats, mainly the macronutrient uh, breakdowns for me on a week to week basis. And I weigh in every single day, seven days a week. And then at the end of the week, I take that my total weight divided by the seven days and it gives me the difference between last week and this week and then the, the interface will decide whether or not it needs to increase my calories to keep me from losing too fast or decrease my calories in order to increase my my, my rate of loss so um, you know the, the thing about a system like that is it doesn't really know when your contest is so that's why my coach has to make some kind of manual inputs towards the end and say hey all right we want to lose a little bit faster now we want to lose a bit slower now that type of thing but um, but it's incredible um, and, and how you know kind of the, the, the how science has really become a, a part of you know this dieting thing mm -hmm. do you have a goal to like um, I don't know like last year did you did you want to like gain certain amount of pounds or like certain amount of weight or do yeah you, do you have those type of goals yeah yeah so my my thing is um, you know as a as a non-enhanced athlete that's been training now for 20 years or so mm -hmm. I mean for me a huge win is to be able to put on a pound to a pound maybe a pound and a half of muscle in an off season I mean mm -hmm. that is big mm -hmm. uh, and I know it, it's interesting because you see like the you know the guys in other federation you know the untested federation they can like grow into a show they'll put on five six seven pounds of muscle like during a contest prep you know mm -hmm. and it's it, it's a big deal for me to put on a pound and a half in an off season you know when I'm mm -hmm. able to eat when I'm eating more and I'm in a calorie surplus and and things like that so my, my goal this off season was to just really add on some muscle in every single area like there was I, I there was no body part where I'm like hey you know this one's fine and it was like everything needs work and that's kind of I think the beauty of bodybuilding like from my perspective is that like you know you're just never finished right so right. I'm like I, I just want to continue to to build muscle in every every single area and it was again this was you know the first time that I'd taken off uh, a season since 2010 so it really gave my chance my body a chance to grow from uh, when we basically last talked in mm -hmm. November of 2019 um, through about June 1 this year uh, in 2021 is when I just I was in off season and my body was, uh, you know, in a calorie surplus most of that time. Mm -hmm. uh, my body fat was high enough to gain muscle and I got stronger and I gained some muscle. So I think I'm going to be I think I'm going to be a better physique this season because of it. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? Um natural bodybuilding needs in order for it to grow more like what do you think because obviously you know uh, most people do go to the gym to work out but i'm talking about yeah. more from the perspective of people follow it watch it follow the results you know things like yeah. that yeah so i think um exactly what's going on right now is just mm -hmm. getting more exposure just getting letting folks know that hey there's you can uh, you know those physiques that you think that there's no way you can ever look like like you can um there's natural dudes out here doing it that are just doing the diets that are hitting the gym, getting the rest and like, you know, getting the proper programming and they're putting it together and making it work. I mean, yeah, like most of us will never look like our counterparts in the, in the, you know, untested federations. Like that's just a fact of the matter. But, mm -hmm. but folks can, I mean, you can have a dream physique for most people and be a natural athlete. And that's what, you know, we just want, you want everybody to recognize that, Hey, if you just, if you put in the work, like, I mean, you can, you can look better than you ever imagined you would. So mm -hmm. I think getting the exposure, like, you know, us, you know, Generation Iron and Natural Natural America, uh, Mr. America being on uh, CBS Sports and, you know, that type of thing. I mean, that's that's all huge yeah. for our sport. Yeah. Yeah, that's big, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it hasn't been bodybuilding on television in many, many years. I think yeah. The last one was uh, Arnold Classics used to be on ESPN, like yeah. back in the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Why do you think that is? You think so? I, I mean, I I heard from certain network executives that it has to do with uh, the fact that it's just, you know, it's a stigma around it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah, and absolutely right. And I mean, when we're able to, you know, show that hey, this is a natural bodybuilding organization. These dudes are tested, just like the dudes, the the folks that the men and women that you saw in the Olympics, you know, four weeks ago. Like same standards. And look at these physiques. Uh, if we're able to do that, then I mean, I think we're really going to be moving in the right direction in terms of getting this sport back to mainstream. Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully it works. You know. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll see. I think the, I think for the first time ever, I feel like the fans are very divided right now. Yeah. Because if you look at what the fan, what you know, a lot of people are saying on social media, it's kind of like it's fifty-fifty. You know, some are saying you know the sport need to change. There should be more accountability. It should be definitely you know less less enhancements. I would say you know that people are saying yeah. that they're begging for it, and some are kind of just you know going the other way. So uh, yeah, it's, I'm curious to see as what's what's going to happen in the next you know, a few years. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I am too. Um, and I know like with the addition of say like, like wellness division or whatever, right. That mm -hmm. like is maybe trying to soften up the sport a little bit, make it, you know, g give the opportunity for like a, you know, women's division. That's uh that's a little softer and like, you know, maybe, maybe that stuff like that's going to, what, what's going to take to make, you know, to shift things more like back towards mainstream. I saw, um, I think it was Jeremy Potvin that uh, posted uh, a few, maybe a month ago or so, and he showed what his first IFBB show looked like um, mm -hmm. as a men's physique athlete, like back in 2013 as a pro, mm -hmm. uh, and what the physiques look like now, it was insane, mm -hmm. like the, the, yeah. the difference between the two. I mean, yeah. you're back when, you know, when men's physique came out, and I was super excited. I'm like, dude, I get to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to get to be an IFBB pro because like, I mean, we're, they're looking for like, you know, like beach models, right, you know, right, but right. like, no, like now it's turned into absolutely to bodybuilders and board shorts. It was my same height, um, mm -hmm. you know, plus 50 pounds of muscle, you know, just like, I mean, just incredible. Uh, so yeah, yeah. yeah you, you hundred percent correct about that. Actually. Yeah. If you compare like, let's say when 2012 or 13, yeah. when it started, right. Yeah. yeah. So right now it's a, it's a huge difference. You're right. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. you think like, let's say if, if, they would have kept the division if not if that I guess that change didn't happen you would want to potentially be in a in that IBB pro or you would still no I, I certainly I mean if it were uh I mean but the the reality of it is I mean those dudes were they, they were natural I think uh, mm -hmm. uh when they were when, at the beginning and the, mm -hmm. the only difference is because the same a lot of the same top dudes from 2013 are the top dudes now and uh, you know the difference is you know the growth and uh, the, you know they've grown over time uh, by way of enhancements. I mean, granted, those were incredible physiques to begin with. I mean, just phenomenal physiques. But uh, but yeah, over time they they've you know amounted a, a lot of mass uh, because you know the use of performance enhancers. So I mean, for me, I, I mean, I you know I I really love the the, the exposure that the IFBB goes. I mean. I mean, I went on, I was looking for a buddy who competed in North America this past weekend. And I remember going, I went on NPC News online and it was like, there was like 20 shows that happened last weekend. It was like, it, it like blew my mind. I'm yeah. like, dude, these shows are everywhere all over the world. Like mm -hmm. so many athletes taking, taking, you know, taking part of this. Like, I mean, that's what you want. You want the sport to be big. You want people, people from all walks of life to be able to join it and appreciate it and so forth. But, um, but I mean, for me, not at the expense of, you know, of, you know, you know, taking enhancements. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, me, but.
Sure, sure. Now, how do you feel about supplement companies? Because most of them, when they sponsor somebody, right, or they work with, is they 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 often target you know somebody from the ABB Pro, for example, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's happening in your organization? Do you have supplement companies that do approach you know guys competing in the, in the natural leagues to to be yeah, you know, so to, to work with them? Yeah, I mean, I, I had, I mean, my particular circumstances may be a little bit unique because it wasn't like uh, I was just posting on social media and somebody reached out to me. Like I developed relationships with the folks at, um, uh, at MTS Nutrition and Tiger Fitness, and that's how that sponsorship came about. Um, so I work with the guys at Ambrosia Collective and Outright Bar and like all those companies, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, kind of a unique, uh, circum- uh, unique circumstance in that in that regard. But there are some, uh, you know, some. A small handful of, uh, of supplement companies that that do uh, that do want natural athletes, and um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so Gains in Bulk is one. That's a PNBA uh, line. New Dawn Nutrition. That's another line that uh, that I know that they their their sponsored athletes are are natural folks. You know, but I, you know, on the other hand, you know, the pictures of these big, huge dudes. Mm-hmm. You know that are standing next to the supplements like look you too can look like this you know basically um as if you know taking that that whey protein is really what made that dude you know uh 230 pounds of muscle like i mean but that's that's really what sells and i and i understand it i mean i i get it from their perspective do they want to see it next to a regular looking dude like me or do they you know you know and for all intents and purposes when i'm in normal clothes and not in contest shape i look like sort of like a normal dude right Mm -hmm. um and that is not going to sell products as, as much as, uh, you know, uh, somebody else in their off season that's, you know, 260 and just, you know, looks like they're just busting out of the seams of their shirt. Right. So. Well, I, I think that that's why a lot of consumers are actually kind of upset when they see those ads because, you know, they like, they kind of call it false advertisement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When they have yeah. a guy like this promoting, a, let's say, whatever product. And they all say you didn't get that big from that. You know, I hear that yeah. a lot too. That's interesting. Yeah, that's a good, that, that's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like maybe it'll, it actually makes more sense for these companies to advertise, in, you know, with natural athletes because if consumers do believe that, you know, consumers believe that these guys are actually natural, that yeah. the products actually would be more credible, you know what I'm saying, for them to take yeah. it. Absolutely. Like, I mean, this person not only really used this, but really used this to get their results and just this, right? This and some hard work mm-hmm. and some genetics, right? Like, mm-hmm. But not this plus the stuff that you'll never hear us talk about. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that, you know? So you're right, I agree with you 100%. Like, I mean, I think natural athletes would really create a, a great sales platform for, for supplement companies. Absolutely. Um, so last thing I wanna ask you, what what is your, you have four weeks out, out of the competition, right, Mr. America? Yeah. What yeah. is your strategy this this year? What are you trying to bring to the stage? And, you know, what, what, will, what will make it the winner? Yeah, so my, my goal is just to have my conditioning to be second to none. Like, I'm never, the biggest guy on stage um and i won the olympia as not the biggest guy on stage when i competed against 24 guys i think that year um and so my goal is just to bring just unmatched conditioning have my posing on point just my presentation to be you know just second to none and uh and just try to be undeniable when i get up there really i mean i know i'm going to be competing against some bigger guys and from different organizations and there's been a lot of chatter like chatter that i'm not really used to seeing in the pnba so um, guys talking a lot, a lot of uh, smack, if you will. But um, and it's been it's been cool to, to see uh, or whatever. But um, but yeah, my goal is just to get up there and just you know be the best physique that I can, and um, I'll see how I stack up against these dudes. Absolutely, Colin. Thank yeah. you so much, man. Best of luck. Yeah, to you. thanks so much, Vlad. I appreciate it, man. It's yeah. been great.
Absolutely. I'll see you in Atlantic City, man. Sounds good. See you soon, brother. Right, take care, man. Be Later. safe. Later. Later. Visit GenerationIron.com for even more GI exclusive content on all things bodybuilding, fitness, combat, and strength sports. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are downloaded.